so it was announced Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls will both be released for next-gen consoles for, I guess that's PS4, uh, and then next-gen console, uh, and then uh, The Last (laughs) of... Exclusives. Yes, they are. Uh, And then uh, The Last of Us 2 is officially announced, which there have been rumors about for quite a while. And but the the fun thing about that is yeah. that they've they've said yes, there's another thing coming, but we don't know what it is yet. It it could be because they're still kind of kicking around mm-hmm. prototypes of ideas. And uh, Neil Druckmann got kicked over to the Uncharted Four project okay. when everybody bailed on it at once. Yeah. Um. Apparently, they're they haven't even really started on it. Yeah. It's but but it's, it's, a, it's a thing that's going to happen, it's, and I, yeah. I think that I could fill out an entire episode with <laughs> potential things that I would yeah. like to see. I want, personally, I want another game in that universe, but I like Joel and Ellie's story being contained yeah, and that being the first one. I agree. And then just seeing where they can go with the I want with it completely separate. Yeah. I want it like uh, Fallout, where Fallout 3 is in one place, so it's, uh, and then Fallout 4 is in another place. Fallout New Vegas so is mm-hmm. in New Vegas. Yeah. Um, make them different locations, different characters. If I hear about the actions of another character, that's cool. Yeah. But that's all I need. That's all I need. So welcome to this week in our collective heads. Uh there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on having to do with that, in my opinion. We have uh, since The Last of Us and Heavy Rain are both very uh, dependent on their actors. Mm-hmm. And voice acting has gone from it being um, very basic, no matter how great the actor is, but very, uh, very much like a uh, very basic cartoon animation voice actor to now... We're doing motion capture. Well, we're doing um, facial facial capture. We're doing all of this that create makes it more of doing more like doing a movie, yeah. but doing a longer movie. I, I really feel like the for me at least mm-hmm. the first thing the first one that I remember having having a considerable amount of voice acting was uh, Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. That's exactly what I was. And say. and all you had was you know you had the little the little picture of them talking and that that was it. Like yeah. there wasn't. I mean the and. Honestly, going back and, and listening to those, it's it's, it's not it's no. it's not good. No. It's it's very. We love you, David Hayter. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, same and, thing with with the original. Actually, the first two Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a very different world. They didn't treat it the same way as they do now. They yeah. Um, it, it's. I have a feeling like they were. It's a different type of direction, and they were given a different time frame where they're just saying, "Do it. All right, good. Go. Just get it done quick as possible." Yeah. Um, now, uh, like Metal Gear Solid Five was an eighty million dollar project. Um, there are movies that came out. Uh, I saw The Green Inferno this this past week, and that movie I think was four or five million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So you have video games not only costing more than movie more than some movies now; they're actually making more than movies. Uh, yeah. The video game industry now is uh, I've seen different projections either double or triple the amount of money that movies make that Hollywood movies make. Uh, video games actually make that. And I think consoles go into that as well. Yeah. But you have a, a considerable uh, uh, push for video games in regards to how much money they're making now. And the voice actors aren't getting into that cut. Yeah. Not the um, way they'd like, at least. Yeah. And, and uh, well, like, um, Nolan North was actually in an interview mm-hmm. last week where he was talking about the way that the way that voice acting has developed since it started, because at the very beginning it was, oh hey, I'm doing this thing, and you know here's your line, here's your line, here's your line. Yeah. Um, but then on Uncharted Two, he was sitting in a in a capture booth with 
the the lady playing Elena and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I don't know if you remember this part, but uh, in Uncharted Two, yeah. at one point, uh, he he jumps into a pool, and he goes, "Hey, watch it, Marco," and she goes, "Really? <laughs> no." No, 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 come on, no. Marco. Marco. Yeah, yeah, that part was ad libbed. I didn't know that. Yeah, because they they <laughs> they have the, they have several different ways of doing this. Yeah. Where you know they might send you a a list of a list of things mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I need I need hurt, really hurt, and we just amputated your leg. Give yeah. me those three sounds. Yeah, and then they also have. Um, the type where they come in and they and they actually watch gameplay, yeah. And then they layer the the audio over that, and he reacts as as that happens, and you know they'll change the animation, and so it's it's a much more integral part mm-hmm. of the whole thing, yeah. But it's it's not just the money. Like one of the one of the key things that that they're really looking for is uh, is minimizing the the length, or not minimizing, but uh, decreasing the length of uh of strenuous voice sessions yeah um and because you know if you're if you're sitting there ah you know screaming for you know two three hours and actually screaming not like indoor voice screaming but yeah right because i'm I'm not not, we're not not gonna do do that that. here yeah no i'm I'm not a professional (laughs) um but yeah that's that's something that they're dealing Mm -hmm. with and then uh one of the other elements and this is something that um i'm i'm working on recording uh a couple of audiobooks mm-hmm. right now and I can only do I mean that's that's you know conversational slowly talking but by putting the emotion into the voice you know the the emphasis on the yeah. on the lines that is a a draining thing like way yeah. more than I thought it yeah. would be and, and, and that's they, not even getting into the character voice stuff where you're um, doing more of the grading stuff which is one reason why uh uh, Trey Parker from um, from South Park changed Cartman's voice because it bothered him so mm-hmm. much to do Cartman's voice. Yeah. So now he does it in a different way that's easier for him to do. Any of the the really gravelly uh, gravelly stuff or uh, the weird character stuff. Um, I don't know how Hamill does Joker for the the length that he does. No I don't idea. Know if yeah. Um, he's, he's just incredible because that that hurts. That's a lot of pressure that gets on the vocal cords. Um, mm. There's a thing with Billy West recently. He was talking about he he did because he's done everything uh but he did one version of popeye and he said it was the most horrible experience of his life so basically doing something like that for you know six or eight hours even if you get little breaks in there it's it just really takes a toll on your vocal cords and Mm -hmm. and having to do that multiple days or well (laughs) for a movie we're talking about uh you know probably a couple weeks of of knocking out lines like that and maybe one reason why um why Robin Williams dubbed in a lot of his lines from the, from the Popeye movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something they need to get recognition for, especially with all the motion capture that's going on, uh, with everything that, uh, Troy Baker's been doing, which, uh, reminds me a lot of Andy Serkis and what he did with Lord of the Rings, which was supposed yeah. to be a like three week job. And, um, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy was supposed to be a three, three or four week job, just voice acting for him. And that, took up <laughs> I think four or five years of his life yeah. um, and there's there's also a lot of there's a lot of secrecy around games and mm-hmm. so like sometimes and and one of the other one of the other clauses that they're trying to get in um, it's not like at the top of their priority list or anything but one of the things that they're trying to get in is uh, is they want to know what project they're working on mm-hmm. because they feel that it affects their performance and like if you just get a list of you know soldier scene whatever and you know you you get these like 
five, six word descriptions of the thing you want to do. Yeah. It's, it's more difficult to put into, put into action the, the emotion in the gut and, and get the best performance yeah. that you can. And, and part of the reason that they do that is, uh, you know, they, they, they don't want, you know, secrets to get out or whatever. And it's like, okay, well penalize us if we, if we <laughs> drop secrets, but yeah. Give us what we need to do our yeah. jobs. And, Non-disclosure and so agreements exist for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. and the and honestly, there's there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, I've I've read over a considerable amount of of what's going on. Uh, if you're interested, I would suggest looking up. Uh, Will Wheaton wrote a piece on it, mm-hmm. and it was, it was four or five pages on on describing how how the process works. Yeah. and it was it was a really interesting look into into you know, how it's made, how yeah. it's, how it's done and the different, different ways and different styles that, uh, that are possible and, and what they're looking for. Yeah. So it, it is a significant issue. And, and I think it's one that, uh, I don't typically side with, mm-hmm. like I'm unions are, are, are not really as nearly as necessary as they used to be. Yeah. But in this case, I feel like the industry as a whole yeah. will be better if they're able to get their demands. And, and obviously we hope that, you know, that, that people are, are taken care of that, you know, there's, there's not games that end up getting delayed until, you know, a year from now yeah. because nobody would talk to us. Yeah. Your, your product is going to be better. And the people who are doing, who are uh, making that product, who we have now we're really tapped into. So people like, uh, Nolan North and uh, and Tara Strong and those kind of people mm-hmm. can continue to do things that we really yeah. like doing, and not and not either not want to do them or be in a position where it hurts their vocal cords so they can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, there are, there are risks involved. Uh, but speaking of the whole the sto- whole story aspect, that kind of leads me into one of the other bits of news, which is that uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three mm-hmm. will have no campaign. On PS3 and Xbox 360. Yes, and they said that that was due to the fact that um, the the campaign is going to be co-op, mm. which is actually kind of cool to me because I like co-op. If it's couch co-op, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, so we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is this is just another another indication that the studios are moving on mm-hmm. and just letting go of the last generation yeah. in, in a very slow and gradual process. Very slow. I, I know I mentioned it before, but this is the longest we've ever seen them hang on to the previous generation and still release the games that are coming out in the new gen- next generation consoles, the current generation consoles. On the previous generation, usually you get either a very tamed down version, like very, very, very tamed down version, or you get a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're uh, Madden 2000 16 I guess it is I don't remember the uh, so the new Madden uh, came out and uh, it's a full game on 360 as well as the Xbox One and the PS4 and why um well, it, it, I know people still have uh, people still have the consoles, but what you're doing is a disservice to this current generation. What this current generation can do, yeah. Anytime you're making, you're you're shooting for the lowest common denominator and then adding a little bit to it, yeah. Unless you make a completely different game, if you make a completely different game, then you can you can let the PS4 and Xbox One shine, um, or even PC at that point if you have a PC port. Um, but any of the games that are coming out on 360 PS3. It costs them considerably more to make two different versions. So they make one version, and they make the resolution a little bit bigger over here. They make yeah. the facial animation just a little bit better over and here. And particularly with the with the with the with the sports ball games, they have um, 
they have such a a short turnover rate. They really do. And so, because by the time the game is out, you know, they have probably about nine months to get it done and then, you know, send it off to Q&A. And so... Like there's there's already considerable limits on what they can do from from one game to the next. Yeah. But the when secret you, is when they you, keep adding to the previous game. Yeah. And they don't tell you that they're doing that, but that's what they're doing. The engine's the exact same thing. They Yeah, and, and occasionally when when they do do a considerable transition, mm-hmm. uh the first one's usually a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, but by by limiting themselves to what can be done on the previous campaign versus the new campaign, um it it might make financial sense, and that's that's one of the things. Yeah, is, you know, it it is a business; they have to make money and all that. It, and it is going to be cheaper. It's going to be fifty dollars instead of sixty dollars on Xbox three hundred and sixty and PS three. So, if all, all right. you care about is multiplayer, uh, sorry, all you care about is online multiplayer, and all, and you don't care about the graphics that much, then you could pick that up for for ten dollars less. Um, mm-hmm. But the interesting thing to me is that uh, it's so they're saying, oh, it's no campaign. Will that matter for this type of uh, type of game? Will it matter for this franchise? The last Call of Duty game that I played was Black Ops Two, and mm. I beat the story in an evening. I think it was five hours. <laughs> um, nice. I beat it, and then I said, "Okay, now what?" And I played a little multiplayer, and I got it handed to me left and right, um, which wasn't wasn't fun. It wasn't a uh, fun experience. I've, I've played it now. If you're with a group, that's to me that's different. If you're hanging out with your buddies, I was just getting random, random pairings, and I don't think that the co- that the campaign matters as much for this franchise, which makes me even really even more so say why. Unless fingers crossed, the campaign in the new game is going to be at least ten hours, ten or twelve hours. Give me that a twelve-hour campaign. That would be awesome. I yeah yeah. I, I would be interested in that. Then I get a couple days. Uh, if it's couch co-op, that's fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. My wife plays plays games with me, and and having just having someone there experiencing the game with you is completely different than being online. I think that's getting missed a lot in our culture right now. Yeah. Um, having friends over and and experiencing a game together. Um, there, there's a there's a beautiful experience in that, and I hope that I hope that it has that. Okay, um, here's here's one question, yeah. one possibility that this this brings up is, um, okay, so this they're they're still releasing the games on older generations, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a campaign. Doesn't matter to a lot of people. Yeah. But what do you think about the idea that this is an indication that this is the last one that will also be released? What if next year's isn't released on 360 and PS3? I hope so. I think that would be interesting. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope so, and I, I mean that in a nice way. Um, the the console generations happen for a reason. They need we we have to progress past where we currently are um, in order to let the current current generation of consoles really show what they can do. Mm-hmm. And we're two years in to this console generation, and we're still putting Metal Gear Solid Five came out on Xbox 360 and PS3. You're putting these games on there um, on a previous generation, and they look great on the on the current generation of consoles, but you're taking extra time that could be developed in making and optimizing and really making these these new games shine. Yeah. And um, my guess, you know, we, we had uh, what eight years? Sorry, we had ten years. We're currently ten years into 360, so say seven or eight years of a console generation is is about the average. So we're two years into say eight years. We're a quarter of the way through this current gen generation's uh, uh, lifespan, and yeah. we're still 
giving life support to the previous generation. Yeah. It, it needs to be cut off. In, I, I'm hoping it's kind of you know after Christmas, the the next uh, year is going to be all current generation. That way we can really see what these consoles can do. People are speculating on you know they're not they're not powerful enough. They're not as powerful as PCs and everything. But um, when the PS3 and the Xbox 360 came out, the graphics were nowhere near as good as they got in towards the end. We, yeah. People got to really optimize it and tweak it for those systems. Right. Because just just the power alone is is not. Yes, it does. It does grant a considerable jump. Yeah. But even more so than that is is the ability of the programmers. Yeah. And if you're if you have this group of talented pe- individuals mm-hmm. that are still programming for the old generation, like particularly with the PS3 because it has a different uh, cell processing. Yeah. And, yeah. And so if you if you just allow the everyone who's programming for consoles. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody work with this system, yeah. and you and you learn it, and you know there. I'm sure there are clever people working mm-hmm. on the PS3 and 360 version. They're going to stay who are not able to to bring their ideas to the forefront, mm-hmm. and even if they have clever ideas, their their usefulness will be limited. It's also boring and stagnant to be in that position. To um, speaking as someone working in in in, uh, in telecom, and and uh, any time that you are stuck working on a specific type of architecture and a new architecture comes out and you're not working on it and then everyone else is working on it but you, um, you become antiquated along with the previous architecture. And yeah. if, you don't, if you're not given a chance to do that or if you just get really comfortable doing what you were doing, it's a really bad thing for everybody. Um, so when and the new architecture is more like a PC, which should be uh, should be easier for people to adopt. Um, but with with all of that going on and the previous generation still being on life support, um, we had some some recent news that uh, Hitman was delayed until uh, March. So yeah. Hitman, this is basically a reboot of the series, from what I'm kind of Correct. getting at. Yeah. So they're kind of rebooting the series, um, which I thought was interesting because the. I don't know if this is done. I, I'm pretty sure it's done because they want to tweak the game. They want to make sure it's better. I find well, it funny that it's done right after the Hitman movie bombed. Well, I think <laughs> I think it. Okay, so this is this is actually a really interesting game mm-hmm. because what they're what they've said they're going to do is, you pay sixty dollars, you get this game, and then we will continue to support it and drop missions and assassinations yeah. and you know all these different kinds of things. I guess in this game, missions and assassinations mm-hmm. are pretty much the same thing, but. Yeah. The, the idea is that they will give you new content as you come out. But um, initially, I think the, that the, the number of missions that they, were, that they were offering at launch was insufficient, and they realized that. Yep. And so, yeah, it's cool to have new content every however, but that's, that's kind of how, pe- how a lot of people remember Destiny. Because now, with with the Taken King and these other various expansions, the Taken King in particular, it's it's this fully fleshed out world, this this realized dream. Yes, yes. And and this is what it could have been at launch. And so a lot of people bought Destiny when it came out because it was it was this really really big <laughs> thing and really hyped up. Yeah. And there were a lot of really neat ideas but it, it didn't it didn't really come to fruition until later yeah. and i think that they're concerned that if they release hitman with not enough content people will get in and be like oh that's it yeah and then move on to something else which is what i did with destiny um, about a month or a month and a half in when I realized and and world of warcraft is a grind fest and there are a lot of games that are grind fest but um, destiny basically has um, 12 missions, 
uh, Destiny, Vanilla Destiny, if you want to call it that, the very first, uh, when it very first came out, uh, there were 12 missions um, and then four, three or four strikes. And you played those missions, and then when you got higher level, you played those missions on a higher difficulty. Mm-hmm. And then when you got higher level than that, you, got, you played those missions on an even higher difficulty <laughs> until you got to the point where then you could do the higher-end strikes and your daily quests and, and your, your weeklies, um, grind out uh, specific uh, the, the coins and everything to, to buy, which uh, the rate that I was playing, I could get I could buy an item from the vendor that's, that from, with the coins every other week or so, maybe every three weeks. Um, so I was putting in a ton of time, uh, for me, a ton of time, uh, doing strikes, doing the exact strikes that I needed to do for that week. And it just got repetitive. I was playing the exact same strikes over and over and over again. And people were doing this. People are still, well, now that we have DLC, it's not as bad. But people did that for until the first DLC came out. Mm-hmm. And then they, then you had, a, you had four, four, six, sorry, four more levels and then two more strikes. So you have six well, and, more things. And, uh, Xbox was actually missing one of the... Yeah. One yeah. of the strikes, yeah. So you have now you have the Taken King. The Taken King and everything that's in there now is how Destiny should have launched. That is exactly yes. how it should have launched. And this is why when I hear about a game being delayed, I am completely okay with that. Um, if it needs to be delayed longer for me to get a better product, delay it. I want a, because that first impression when I play whatever whatever game it is that. Really, there's so many games that are coming out. You have to win in that first impression. You have to really just knock it out of the park and get me hooked. Uh, otherwise, it just sits on my shelf. It, if I want to collect it, it'll sit on my shelf. And if not, then I'm I'm selling it. I'm giving it away. Um, so, and Destiny, I kept because I was hopeful. I was hopeful. And now we're at a point where it actually is what it should have been. Yeah. But that's how it should have been day one. That's how much story it should have been in day one, which well, still isn't very much story. And and one of the one of the really fun things that I find interesting about the Taken King um, is that they're going to there's when whenever you buy the expansion or the legendary thing, yeah. Um, then they will let you jump up to where you can go ahead and start on the raids. Yeah. You know, start with the good stuff. Yeah. And and that's that's an interesting idea, but it is still you're paying to win. They're having to make up. To me, you're paying to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, that for me, that's that's something because like I don't, I don't want to grind to get to the content that everybody's talking yeah. about, and so I don't, I don't want to have to spend twenty hours. I don't, I can't be sold on a game with. Well, just grind the first twenty hours, and then after that, it gets so good. Or if it's in World of Warcraft, it's grind the first eighty hours, yeah, and then it gets so good. Yeah. But like, um, the the Taken King will bring you up to twenty six, and the level cap Which, is yeah, level cap is forty, and that grants you access to the first raids, yeah. and the the first part where it's it's more than just a shooty shooty don't die. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I think that's interesting. It is. It is. I I don't know. There's a lot of early, well, I guess the way Destiny works, you could still be playing those earlier missions and still get the story even at that level because mm-hmm. you can play the, the missions on higher difficulty. Um, I think that delaying games, one of the one of the, the benefits to it, people get really upset about it, but one of the benefits is you have you have less of um, of a fiasco. You have less of a fiasco like you had with um, the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Chief Collection yes. and um, even worse was Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity last year. Last year we had a ton of buggy games and they were all games that were promised to be out at this time yeah. and they needed to have it released at that time. Um, 
And anytime you do that and you're too strict on that, you can run into this. You can run yeah. into a situation where it's just uh, it's completely um, it's completely ridiculous. There's only certain people that in history of movies and and games that can pull it off and do it right. And yeah, I think I think it sets a lot of people up for disaster. You yeah. have to let these things really come to come on their own. My, Mighty Number no. Nine was delayed uh, as well. Um, Again, uh, if the product comes to us and it's great, I'm, I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, and, and like uh, one of the things that, that a lot of people don't remember is, uh, okay, The Last of Us was was actually scheduled a month before yeah. it ended up being released. And they, they got to the end they said, okay, and, and I recall this being one of the most honest press releases I can remember. Yeah. Um, Druckmann and Straley came out and said, hey— we believe that we could ship this game mm-hmm. as it is right now, and we could. It, it would be a passable game, but we think we can do more. Yeah, and we think we think you know this extra month of polish. Mm-hmm. We feel like we can give a game that is that is so much more and so much better than we would be able to offer right now. Yeah, and for a lot of people, that was the defining game of the PlayStation Three. They were willing to delay it and say. Look, we know that we said we would do this. We th- we thought we could. Maybe we we can. But if we're willing, if you're willing to wait, we promise something better. Yeah. And that is that is a trade I will always take. Um, but Mighty Number no. Nine, Mighty Number no. Nine is a different situation because um, I I kickstarted that game. I didn't. I I don't back a whole lot of things. I've mm-hmm. I've backed that and then the Castlevania one. Um, but. I'm getting my news from Kotaku, and then three days later, I get an email from Into Creates. Yeah, that's that's not okay. No, it's if not. you if you you should have gotten the email first as a backer. Yeah, and then get and the email then the, first, and Kotaku reports, reports. Yeah, Kotaku on reports on on that email. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fine. That's this news. is the official official release that came to all the backers. Right. You're when you back a product like that, you're essentially I'm uh, investing. You're an, you're an investor. You are you're buying stock, if you will, in that game. Um, you're purchasing, you're you're paying almost you're prepaying partially, but you're also kind of adding a little bit uh, uh, as an investment because you want the product to be better. And as an investor, you need to have that news first. Yeah. Not 3 days later. And and I'm I'm willing to wait and you you put it out when it's ready. Yeah. I'm I might complain a little bit. I, I have complained a little bit, but the the more important thing to me is is the communication, mm-hmm. and and they've they've done fine with that. And a lot of things this year, I got delayed. I feel got delayed. Um, things that were supposed to be uh, released fall this year, you know, from from Uncharted yeah. to others. Yeah, but Fallout Four is the only one that I, I was. I'm waiting. I've been waiting for them to say, "Ah, it's not ready." That thing was just announced so early. Yeah, but they but they did say um, that by the time they announced it, the game was basically done. Yeah, and Bethesda has the ability. They I don't I don't know if they're a publicly traded company, but I don't know. but they they have the ability and they have the trust mm-hmm. of us that that when they say, "Hey, our game will be coming out in you know six eight months," it will and. They have the ability to do that. Um, Take Two and Rockstar, like these, these are companies that have earned our trust, and they don't, they don't have to tease us three years out with whatever. And um, I know I talk a lot of of really happy things about Ubisoft, yeah. but um, I feel like that they last year with with Unity, and 
I haven't even talked to anybody who encountered those bugs. I have. But it was the perception mm-hmm. and and the idea of you released a broken game. Yeah. And that's that's damaging to, to you, damaging to the industry. And so I'm I'm really excited that the developers are are willing to wait a little bit mm-hmm. and give us a better product. Yeah. Because I will I will always be willing to wait. Yeah. Like I said, I will and might complain, but <laughs> but that is that is the better solution yeah. than to release a game broken or incomplete exactly. and then say, no, just wait. It'll be fine later. Yeah. One of the things we wanted to start in- instituting at the end of every month is to talk about the previous games that uh, came- come out free uh, for PlayStation Plus and for um, Games with Gold and to kind of do a wrap up what we felt, what we thought about them and uh, give you enough time if you haven't picked them up already. Tell you which ones you definitely should pick up. Right, uh, and tell we you which play ones. the crappy ones, so you don't have to. We do. So, <laughs> so we'll, we're going to time these. So you'll get these uh, towards the end of the month. So you'll get our our f- feeling on them and get an idea. Should I pick it up? And then, or should I? Do I even feel bad for not picking that game up? Yeah. We're going to tell you here. Uh, just just as a suggestion, though, just go ahead and download them. Put them in your in your. You yeah, know, download queue or yeah. your account or whatever. Add them because you know you might like them. It takes but, but a couple minutes. Just do it. It's on your collection. You don't yeah. have to download them. Then you can just go to to check out, and that's it. On both systems, you just you just mm-hmm. check out for free and buy nothing. Buy or pay nothing for free. Get yeah. the thing on your account. Just keep it on your account. You, some of these games, uh, you may say, ah, I don't really, uh, I'm not really interested in. Uh, and then later on, you may, it'll save you 10, 15 bucks later on. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is we've reached a, we've reached a point now where we, everybody has a backlog of games yeah. that they own that they have never played. Yes. And so. Honestly, now it's not it's not even so much about the the money savings or whatever. It's about the time. Yeah. How how can I use my gaming time most effectively? And so we want the end of month roundup, mm-hmm. um, the the gold plus roundup. Yeah, gold yeah. plus gold plus roundup. Gold plus roundup. Um, the gold plus roundup is going to be our way of of saving you time as well as enhancing the time that you do spend with your games uh, because there's some of the games this this uh, month were were not really worth your time don't bother no nope. but there were there were a couple that are absolutely and definitely uh, recommended by us so yeah. we'll go ahead and get started on that with the battle station yeah there's specific. there's a lot of these to, to go through so um, we'll kind of try to do them relatively quick so battle station specific for Xbox 360 um, when I saw this being released um, I then remembered seeing it at um, at Walmart in in there it's not quite shovelware but it's basically shovelware <laughs> the, I, I kid nice. you not it was a fi- it was for between five and ten dollars I think it was five dollars in a giant bin along with the Wii shovelware games and if you know what I'm Ooh. talking about that is dirty Ouch. Um, this game it, it, it I'm sorry but it doesn't uh, it I, I played it I belonged there I played it for you guys uh, it the the controls were crazy janky. When it comes to a game when you're when you know you're you're supposed to you know uh, Grand Theft Auto did flying better than this game. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five did. Um, the graphics are are 
like maybe second, like first or second year, the 360 came out. That kind of version of 360 graphics. They're it's not polished. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why this game was uh, included in here unless they just needed to fill it, which is what I think. I'm calling this filler. Um, don't feel bad about not grabbing it uh, if you're a really you know big uh, enthusiast of uh, of aeronautics and everything. Okay, sure, why not. Um, but you're really not going to get uh, get a lot of bang for your buck on this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, we have La Molina mm-hmm. EX for Vita. Um, just don't, don't, don't. Um, it's a it's a puzzle game. It's kind of a Indiana Jones side scroller. It's 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 a long form Spelunky game. Looks yeah. like you know you have your you have your whip and you're going after these difficult enemies and there's some secretive mana elements in there. Um, but it's, it, it's mostly a puzzle game and you're supposed to try to figure out, you know, what to do, how to, how to open things. But the game does not communicate with you in any way to let you know how to do the things. Yeah. And so, um, I found myself looking up, uh, explanations, walkthroughs, things like that. And one of the, one of the solutions to the puzzle, because you're trying to open all these different treasure chests, one of the solutions to a puzzle was to to open the chest on this screen. I needed to go left, up, over, kill an en- kill three enemies in a certain order, and then step on a tile before going left, down, over, and then opening the chest. There is, there's no way that I would, I don't know, I don't know how the first person figured that out. (laughs) There's no need for that. Yeah. And like, (laughs) if you, if you're going to give me a, a puzzle game and you're going to give me individual screens, have the solution be on that screen, communicate with me, tell me, tell me what I need to do. Um, it could have been an interesting game. The combat is actually pretty good. It's, it's tricky, but, um, but worthwhile. But honestly, the puzzles you're you're going to spend the entire time flashing back and forth between your screen and and a walkthrough, and for a puzzle game, that's that's not the fun part. No. I, I want to I want to feel clever, and I don't feel clever when I'm reading you know somebody else's walkthrough of however the heck it is that they figure this out. So yeah. just don't don't worry about that one. And skip if you see it in any other form, don't worry about it there either. Yeah, skip that one. So. Uh, so uh, next one, uh, Xbox One is the Deer God. Um, the Deer God was okay. Uh, you play a hunter who re- is reincarnated as a deer, and you're having to learn uh, how to be a deer. Um, it's it's okay. It's it's quaint. Um, if if you you know want to put it, you want to try give it a try. Uh, it has some interesting um, elements to it, but. It's it's one of those games where you kind of get the premise in the first uh, thirty or forty five minutes, and that's about it. the The graphics it's you know it's a throwback eight um, bit uh, platformer, and it just it's it's not rewarding. It's a relatively quick uh, game um, that isn't challenging in a good sense. Um, I mean it's 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 quaint, it's clever in the idea, but. Um, you know, don't don't feel bad if you didn't pick this one up. It's it's okay, but don't don't feel too bad if you didn't if you don't give it a shot. All right. Next up, we have uh, Tesla Grad for the PS4, PS3, and uh, this one, if you if you are like uh, La Milana was supposed to be a was supposed to be a puzzle game. Uh, Tesla Grad is a puzzle game done well. Mm. Um, 
it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's got Tesla in the title. It's got to be good. And so um, there's there's a lot of, of positive, negative charges, and you attract things magnetically. And I found the puzzles interesting. Um the the bosses were a bit strange and then there's a there's a an ability called blink where you where you flash a certain distance across the screen and uh there was a lot of precision required on that and it didn't lend itself particularly well because when you get to the other side you still have your momentum and so i found myself doing a lot of the same jumps over and over and over just trying to to do it precisely and it wasn't wasn't particularly great um but the the puzzles were clever Mm -hmm. Um, the enemies that I don't think you get weapons like you you have to you have to kill kill enemies with mm-hmm. with environmental things and uh, the like I said the boss fights were were very interesting um, but overall I would say unless you are a huge fan of, of puzzle games and games that that let you feel clever mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't worry about this one but if yeah. that's your thing this this might be something that would interest you yeah so one of the uh, other games that came out was uh, Twisted Metal for PS3. It's the only PS3 um, PS3 only game that came mm-hmm. that came out this uh, this month. Um, if you didn't get to play this yet, it's really fun. If you haven't, if you played any of the other tw- Twisted Metal games, um, it's almost as good as the uh, as the one on the PlayStation Two. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, especially if you're playing with friends. Um, especially that that couch co op on this is is really a blast. Um, I played this a few years ago as well when it when it first came out. Um, it still has that same sense of humor and that same uh, you know sickening sense of humor, but destruction and and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you're probably not going to put a ton of time into it, but it's definitely something to have uh, for for groups if you if you have people coming over. Uh, it's definitely something to have in your repertoire of, of things to uh, to go around if you don't want to just play Mario Kart. Uh, if you want to play another racer, that's you know. Uh, you know, with more explosions. With more explosions, grab that. Uh, have it in your have it in your uh, in your uh, toolbox for when when people come over and hang out. Um, one of the other games that came out was uh, was Grow Home. I don't know if you got to to play any Grow Home. Didn't get a chance. I've I've seen some. So Grow Home, you play a a robot who uh, is sent to uh, a planet to essentially grow this star plant, um, and you have to. Um, climb on the. You have to uh, continue to like collect crystals and climb up on this plant to, to get it to grow and get it to uh, find these energy sources, which are in these kind of floating islands. Um, the one thing that I will say about this, I like the the climbing mechanic on this. Um, it reminds me of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, except uh, in this you actually have to tell it which one of your hands you're going to grab with. So you grab with your right hand, and then you have to, so R2, then L2, R2, kind of very similar to uh, pedaling a bike in San Andreas. You have to time it the right way, though, otherwise you'll lose your, use your hand. You know, if it's a hard, hard to quite grasp it. It's going to take you a few seconds. So <laughs> you can't, eh, so you can't, you know, you have to kind of, you can't do your timing just automatically on it. Um, and then you get little flowers to float in, in the event that you fall. Um, the thing that kind of drew me back on this is, I, again, it's one of those games you're going to get the the most out of it in the first hour or so you're going to get the feel and the, the the idea of it it's fun it's it's um it's fun and it's kind of uh it's kind of cool and it's in its uh simplicity um but one thing that i don't like is that uh it's along with a lot of other games nowadays like minecraft your your um drawback to to dying really isn't there um 
I fell from ridiculous heights and didn't die. The only time that I died in the entire game was I fell into the water and then I couldn't get out of the water in time um, and I drowned. And every other time I was fine and I fell in the water before in the sea outside of the outside of there, but hopped up, got under the water, got out of the water, got under the land and it was fine. But there was there wasn't really a, a drawback. And I know you get to, it's a really high climbing at some points, but I felt like um, that and a couple other glitches like led me to think it, it could have been a lot better of a game. Um, and it could have been better if there was more story to it. It's very, very loose story. It's just kind of play in this world. Um, check it out. Uh, it's a little more challenging for kids, but uh, some uh, maybe eight, ten year olds might might get a kick out of it. Um, check it out if you haven't already. Um, then we have uh, Zeo Drifter for mm-hmm. the PS4 and Vita. And uh, it was... I liked it. It was it was fun. Um, it's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of pieces of of Metroid yeah. in it, like the original Metroid. Um, but then there's also, uh, you know, there, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, <laughs> probably about 45 minutes in, you get a new mechanic, and then you start to notice something that had always been there. You know, uh, but you you hadn't really seen it as something that influenced the game, and then suddenly, aha! This is actually part of the game. This is not just scenery. Yeah. And that was that was a really cool element. Um, the and if you if you take a minute to to kind of analyze the screens, like the maps are fairly easy to read. The the planets are are arranged in such a way because there's there's four stages and you you have to go to them in a certain order and each time you get a power you take that power go to another area that unlocks you know a new thing and so uh it was it was good i i really liked the music um the the one the one thing that i i didn't really like was that the the boss fights were almost identical uh every time um and i haven't haven't gotten to the to the very last boss but uh, but like the the boss fights were were the same thing with maybe a slight variant and that that gets old pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but it is it is entertaining and, and fun to just sit there and I think it'll probably take you three four hours. And so if Metroid is something that you're particularly interested in, check this one out. Definitely. Um, you also had Crisis Three for the Xbox 360. If you guys haven't played this game yet. Um, it's one of the better graphics, uh, one of the games that has better graphics on 360. Um, it, it's a shooter. It takes a little bit to get used to the idea uh, and the, the way that you use your suit in the game. You have special the special abilities that your suit has. Um, if you haven't played the other games in this series, it may be a little hard to get into. There's some subtleties involved in the, in, in the story, but um, if you don't care about that, um, treat it like Halo. And just go in and and have fun. Um, it it has enough of a fun environment that you'll you'll get a you'll get a kick out of it. Uh, if you're still if you're still playing 360 and you haven't played this game yet, um, if you if you don't have an Xbox One and everything, grab grab it. It's it's really a fun time. I I'd highly recommend it if you're if you have it. All right. Um, and then the the last PlayStation One is Super Time Force Ultra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on PS4 and Vita. Highly recommended. Yeah. Um, I, I was mostly excited because it's a game that has uh, Shuhei Yoshida in it. And he's an unlockable character. And the little traveler guy from the journey is an unlockable character yeah. because, yeah, why not? 
But uh, it, it took me probably about 20 minutes to actually kind of wrap my head around it because it's it's a Contra side-scroller shoot 'em up mm-hmm. I guess, from your perspective, side-scroller. Um, and <laughs> and so what, what happens is you, you go through and you go forward and you, you advance, you kill guys, and then you get shot and you die. Yeah. And then time stops. You rewind back as far as you want. Mm-hmm. And then you start over again, possibly with a new character, possibly with the same character, and then you you go forward again and and figure out you know how you can how you can do better, how you can advance faster, um, and uh, and it takes a little bit to to kind of figure the game out, but once you do, it is a blast. Totally worth it. And uh, and the the. The humor in the game is really self-effacing. It's a completely self-aware game that talks about itself and the absurdities possible in time travel. Yeah. Um, and I, it took me probably about five, six hours to beat. Um, and like, there's there's a lot of extra things that you can get, but um, it's it's just fun. And I I smile. That has characters like uh, like Dolphin Lundgren, <laughs> who is a dolphin. <laughs> and each character gets their own their own special abilities and and you can you can use those abilities to save a previous version of yourself and then absorb their power yeah. and so you know you get three or four of those together and then you've got a a shotgun full armor blast homing missile you know sniper through the wall shot in one character and then you just go for it and blast everybody and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I would I would highly recommend it. Um, Super Time Force also came out for Xbox. So uh, if you don't have a PS4, mm-hmm. I would recommend it as a purchase. Yeah, um, because it's 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 a game that lets you smile yeah. and just it's so much fun. You're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. And you're gonna have you're, a good time. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time, and uh, and it's it's worth it's definitely worth the purchase if you if you don't have if you're on the Xbox. Um, speaking of Xbox, uh, which. To me, I think took the took the cake when it came to free games this month. Uh, the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition uh, on Xbox One. Um, I loved this game when it came out on uh, on PS3 and Xbox 360, um, and then they actually released it on PS3. Uh, I want to say maybe eight months ago they released the regular version on PS3. Now they released the uh, the Definitive Edition on Xbox One. I wouldn't doubt if they're going to do the same thing on on PS. For in um, maybe next month or November, we'll see what happens um, with the new Tomb Raider game coming out. This game is phenomenal. The graphics overhaul on this uh, is completely worth checking out. Uh, it is not; uh, it's not a straight up port. The graphics overhaul on this makes it look very close to uh, to a current gen game. Um, this is one of my favorite games in the in the past few years. Um, it's it's similar what they they basically took Lara Croft and everything we liked about Lara Croft and gave it an uncharted kind of feel. They they you get to see uh, how Lara became uh, the Tomb Raider and everything that she went through in the in struggles to do that. Yeah, it's very much a character that. Um, that isn't just a perfect, amazing hero. She doesn't know what she's doing. She has to learn and bec- and and uh, and become the become Tomb the Tomb Raider and survive. And it's really it's really definitely worth a check out, um, especially that it's free. Uh, it was something I was already wanting to have in my in my uh, collection. Anyways, I have the regular one, but I wanted this one anyways. Completely worth it. If you, it, grab it now if you haven't already. Um, 
and if you didn't, um, you know, wait for it to, you know, probably hit around uh, 25. It's, it's worth it at 25. Still probably worth it at 30 if you've never played this. Um, but it's definitely something you probably want in your collection, especially if you like the the Tomb Raider games. You probably already played it if you have. Uh, but if you've liked Uncharted and you haven't played Tomb Raider or any of that, this is a great uh, uh, first foray into the reboot of Tomb Raider. The new Tomb Raider is coming out, which if this is any indication of what that's going to be like, uh, I'm buying it. It's it's going to be great. Next month's going to be really great too. <laughs> So we're going to, um, that's kind of a really quick rundown of, of the previous ones. We're going to uh, do also uh, uh, the games that are going to be coming out uh, in October. We're going to uh, do that next week. It's a little bit later, but there's not a lot coming out the first uh, week. Mm-hmm. So we felt like we could we could uh, pull it off there. We're also going to talk about the upcoming games for October in next week's episode. Um to kind of give you an idea of, of uh, what's going to happen there. So uh, what do you guys think is going to happen for, uh, what, what do you think is going to be offered for the uh, PlayStation Plus games? The uh, Games of the Gold have been pretty much announced mm-hmm. for the first half. The yes. second half of Games of Gold have come in now the second half. So what do you guys want for the PlayStation Plus or for um, the Games with Gold for next month? Is there something that you're excited about, something you think they're really, they should put in there that you haven't had a chance to check out or... Um, yeah, just tell us just what you think um, Actually, you'd like to see in there. Interesting. Yeah, um, they did the they did the the grow home yeah. and the zombie pirates or ninjas or what zombie yeah. somethings. But like they they had the voting last month. They yeah. haven't they haven't put that out this yeah. month. Yeah, I don't think and they I didn't that. I didn't think about that. Which until, um, they did the last two months, right? No, was the, last, the, the was grow, longer than that. Grow home was the first the, the one. Vote was the first one. Was okay. the first vote. They the they announced it before. Um, but grow home was the first one we voted for, and then they haven't. Yeah, introduce the other one. So I'm guessing that might have already been dropped. Yeah, I guess that that, I guess I I didn't didn't like the I didn't vote. Um, I I saw that there was going to be a voting thing and I didn't do it. So did you vote? Did you want something that you didn't get? Um, Do you want that next month? Tell us in the comments um, what you'd like to see next month. uh, And again, what you. um, like about the show, what you'd like to see us do more of. Um, we're going to do the uh, end of month wrap up as a as a regular thing, and we're also going to do kind of the be- either the end of month or the beginning of the next month, uh, talking about what's upcoming in the month that we that we're excited about and that we're going to be picking up as well. So that's it for this week. Um, thanks again for checking us out. Again, uh, check us out on Facebook. We're at, uh, Facebook slash, uh, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, we're, we're Twitch on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, uh, everywhere, but, uh, uh, Twitch, we are Twiatch Gaming. Uh, come check us out there. Subscribe and get the get these videos as, as early as possible. And uh, come watch us on Twitch and watch how horrible we are at games. Yes. And watch us show you how to be horrible like we are well, at games. Except for Binding of Isaac. Yes. Um, starting starting this week because I've I've done two so far. But uh, starting with this next week, it's it's going to be more of a tutorial mm-hmm. because uh, next month. They're they're releasing the Afterbirth expansion yeah. for Binding of Isaac, and so I'm I'm kind of getting back into the into the flow of things, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm I'm gonna be telling a little bit because there's there's several things in there that are not intuitive. Uh, like I will teach you how to find secret rooms, how to notice uh, guaranteed item drops, and how to weigh the risk versus reward. Um, I've put probably 150 200 hours into that title um and i i love it yeah but i understand that especially right at the very beginning it's it's a very intimidating uh thing because it is brutally hard and and so but 
it's it's worth it. And so if you want to see that, um, those are going to be going up on Fridays, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so family friendly and all with the, <laughs> with, the, with the talking poops and the killing mom. Um, yeah. So check that out if that's something that if you've been intimidated by mm-hmm. Binding of Isaac, um, maybe this will help you ease into it. Yeah. So. And I'll also also be doing um, kind of a similar series. I'm going to show people uh, if they haven't checked out Hearthstone yet. I'm going to kind of do a a video series for uh, kind of Hearthstone for beginners. Uh, I was doing Metal Gear, but um, Konami keeps... Uh, uh, sending copyright claims and muting audio, um, even though it's completely fair use. Uh, and I'm, I'm really irritated about that. And I think that also it's not as, as fun to watch as uh, some games. It's, it's probably the best game of the year so far. But um, I'm going to... Uh, watching a guy sneak but, around on his hands and knees. Yeah, it gets a little boring. So I'm going to switch. We're gonna, I'm going to do uh, uh, Hearthstone uh, for beginners. So I'll be doing epi- uh, episodes on uh, kind of the general aspect of Hearthstone and then also um, showing you the different uh, classes and different strategies or different deck styles I should say one of the things we wanted to start adding in here is is uh, viewer mail so if you guys have questions for us anything you want our opinions on uh, send us a direct message on YouTube or Facebook um, you can put comments in there as well but we, we really want to answer the ones that are direct messages that way it kind of stays uh stays a secret and we don't feel like we have to answer it until the actual yeah. show or you um, send us an email send uh, us an email as well this week in our collective heads at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we will we will get it and read it and right now it's a pretty good chance your question will be answered it'll because, probably be you yeah. <laughs> it'll probably be you uh we'll keep doing this every, every week uh send us in your your questions um uh, if you want to hear our opinions on something, or if you um, if you something that you want us uh, to review on there, we can do that as well. But uh, for this, yeah, if, if you don't want to research something and you're like, hey, there's this thing, you find out. Yeah, this it'll be a quick we'll a quick you. bit for these. But obviously, also send in your if you have any other suggestions, send them in as well. But any of the questions, just we're gonna do kind of a wrap up at the end of every news where we're gonna do viewer, viewer mail. So uh, send that in and uh, and. Help us continue to bring a, a better product to you guys. So that's it for uh, this week in our Collective Heads news. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. Come Find see me it. at Sabal on Twitter. Yeah, and come uh, check us out on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash Twiatch. Uh, we're Twiatch everywhere except for um, except for uh, Twitch, which I'm mm-hmm. working on right now. But we're Twiatch Gaming. I'm hoping we can see what we can do on that. Um, but anyways, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.